Welcome back to Live Mike. It is 108. That's the KSL News Time here. I'm pleased that you'd be joining us here. And can I can I beg for your help? Would you do me this favor? We uh, we're just about a year into this program. It was uh, about a year ago this time last year that you and I started hanging out together each afternoon. And as we will always do here on this program, we are always gonna solicit new listeners. If you have enjoyed what you have heard on this program, if you've learned something, if we've probed any thoughts of yours, or if we have uh, you know jogged any memories of yours, and you've enjoyed what you have heard, do me this favor. Uh, let your let your kids know about the show. Let your neighbors and your friends uh, spread the word. Let's uh, uh, spread and grow this conversation. I think that only makes things better, and I am very grateful to you for being a part of this conversation thus far. Uh, let's go back a little bit. Uh, about 12.30, Joe Biden took to the microphone in Wilmington, Delaware, and he discussed his thoughts on health care doing so on the occasion of the Supreme Court meeting to hear challenges to a portion of the Affordable Care Act, specifically the individual mandate, and whether or not the the court will strike down that mandate then opens up a door to another question about severability and uh, if you strike down the mandate, does the whole act get struck down? And Well, that's being debated and argued right now in the Supreme Court, and we will sit back and wait for that decision. But on this day, it was Joe Biden who, as I mentioned, took to the microphone. You heard him just before we went to break uh, talking about not just health care, but a number of things. In particular, when it came time for reporters to ask questions back and forth, one uh, reporter said, hey, uh, uh, President-elect Biden, listen, did you happen to hear the secretary of state here this morning? He, he was he was speaking to reporters at a press briefing earlier today and was asked about uh, transition. Here's what Mike Pompeo had to say. Is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. That was it. There's a sum sum total of Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's response. There will be a smooth transition to a second term of the Trump administration. Uh, Interesting response. Uh, Not likely to occur. I, I told you earlier that I would explain my now use of the phrase president-elect. Here's how, uh, here's how I came to this decision. First off, uh, our news partner, ABC News, has moved to using that phrase as they have looked at not only the numbers in the states, but the lawsuits which have been filed by the Trump administration, or at least the Trump campaign. And the, the, the best assessment right now is that while, yes, there is still plenty of room and reason for uh, for legal challenges to continue, that I, I think only bolsters the legitimacy of our democracy and our electoral system. Uh, the The outcome of those challenges very, very very likely will have no bearing on the ultimate uh, on the ultimate winner in the the various states. And so, I encourage lawsuits to go forward. Uh, you have heard from many politicians and folks interested in this from around the country on both sides of the aisle saying exactly that same thing, that these lawsuits, you know, very rightly so, should go forward. If there is, in fact, fraud or misdeeds, either by, uh, you know, malicious actors or ignorance, then that should be rooted out and that should be addressed and it should be, uh, it should be fixed. But as you look at each of the challenges thus far, the implications, the, uh, you know, the best case scenario for the complaints uh, is that there would be no overturning of any uh, statewide results. Anyway, th- that's uh, why I have transitioned now to, to use the phrase uh, president-elect Joe Biden. Anyway, uh, 
he was asked about what his reaction to the Secretary of State Pompeo's comment was that there would be a smooth transition to the to the second term of the Trump presidency. And uh, and Mr. Biden said, uh, you know what? Everyone is entitled to say what they want and quickly moved on to the, the next question. This question of transition it has been a fascinating one. And if you can think back a few weeks, there was uh, an effort to stir up some fears about, uh, you know, it might be ugly and it might set new precedent and it might be, uh, you know, a level of disagreement and conflict that we have never before seen. Uh, it doesn't feel like it's shaping up to be that. Yes, I, I know the president is uh, is contesting the results. I know President Trump uh, very often, in all caps lately, is asserting that he is the winner, that he, once these lawsuits are carried out, will be the, the victor and remain in the White House. Uh, that, is, that is incredibly unlikely. All right. Uh, but what we are not seeing were some of the fearful predictions of, of just last week. We have had thus far no need for the plywood to be lining the windows of street-level retail establishments or malls or such like that. The violence uh, has stayed at bay, and that is very encouraging. And in fact, if you look at the actions of the president, you don't see him calling for any action in the streets or uh, anything like that. His only uh, you know, proactive movements have been in the court system. And I think that's encouraging. I think that's encouraging. Disagree with the president as much as you would like. Uh, it is something. There is something to be said. As frivolous as you may think they are and may be. There is reason to uh, be encouraged that the fight is right now remaining only in the courts. So we'll see how those pan out. Uh, We'll see how the next little stretch of time plays out. Uh, There is one technical thing, though, that really, really should be addressed here pretty soon by the Trump administration. And it has to do with an interesting word called ascertainment. There is an executive office in the Trump administration right now that has the authority to open up resources to uh, to Joe Biden to allow him to have office space and money and resources to uh, put in place what would be his transition team and ultimately uh, the the first people to work in his administration. I'll get into all those details next. I want to explain in detail exactly what this ascertainment is, what it means, and how it has taken place in history. That's coming up after the break. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, and you're listening to KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. Ascertainment. I swear, as the... As the election season marches on, we learn new words all the time. I, when coronavirus showed up, our lexicon expanded. As the presidential election and other elections around the country came closer, we started learning new words. It's a fascinating thing, and this is the newest word, uh, ascertainment. What is ascertainment? You see, when a president is challenged... And it becomes clear that that challenger uh, is likely to become the victor, as is the case now in President-elect Joe Biden. There is an office within the federal government, specifically the General Services Administration, which when it ascertains that an apparent successful candidate uh, has been decided upon in the general election, there will be a declaration called ascertainment. It is incredibly obscure. You never hear about it. This may be the first time uh, that I've really dug into uh, both this office and its requirement and authority to make this declaration. And what does it mean exactly? 
to for the General Services Administration to declare ascertainment means that the a transition is uh, at hand, that there will be a new president to come January 20th, occupy the White House and the chief executive position of this country. And that requires a number of logistical things to take place. Think about it. If there were to be, uh, like, let's say a big CEO and in his company, his employees worked only for him. And when a new CEO is coming into place, uh, all of those employees with the outgoing CEO, they too would go This new CEO would need uh, office space, would need IT assistance, would need money, uh, would need information. In the the real case of a presidential transition, need access to the president's daily brief. You heard reference to that made by uh, Joe Biden. He yet has to receive that, or he has yet to receive it, uh, again, being blocked by the uh, you know, by the lack of a decision made by the General Services Administration to this ascertainment. It's a fascinating thing. Now, why hasn't it yet happened? Historically, at this stage of the game, it, uh, it typically has been declared when there was a change of presidency. Well, the agency hasn't said exactly why the decision to recognize Joe Biden as the president-elect has not been made. The Associated Press did uh, a pretty good job describing what is happening with regards to the GSA right now. And a spokesman said for the GSA uh, said in a statement just yesterday, quote, an ascertainment has not yet been made. GSA and its administrator will continue to abide by and fulfill all requirements under the law and adhere to prior precedent established by the Clinton administration in 2000. Let me read that again. The GSA and its administrator will continue to abide by and fulfill all requirements under the law and adhere to prior precedent established by the Clinton administration in 2000. Okay, what did the Clinton administration do in 2000? Think back to that time of year or think back to that presidential election. More specifically, think back to Florida. Yeah, Florida, the hanging chad, the vote or the election unable to be decided and separated by only a few hundred votes, the GSA looked to language that was included in the 19... This is insane. This is is some rabbit hole stuff here. In the 1963 Presidential Transition Act, it says that in a close contest, the administrator uh, simply would not make the decision. So in 1963, it was decided that in this... When the question to make this declaration of ascertainment was on the table, if if the contest was close, then the administrator simply would not make the decision. And so it was in 2000 that while everything sorted itself out in Florida, that this decision was not made by this office. Therefore, uh, the Bush administration was unable for some time to have access to not only information uh, about you know things that would be pretty important to the presidency uh, and the office, but also the logistical items I mentioned earlier, the money, the office space, the IT support. Here's one, a very basic resource that is helpful. There are uh, thousands of political appointments that Joe Biden and his transition team are right now considering. Each and every one of those individuals, well, I shouldn't say each and every one, most of them will be assuming jobs uh, which they have never before occupied. And there are certain methods and procedures and laws 
that govern the way those individuals operate within those various capacities. There are training programs. There are training programs that are made available to these type of appointees to instruct them on the ethics and the laws uh, that, that you know, impact that position. Those training sessions are not happening right now. The would-be Biden appointees are not learning uh, what they need to do in order to stay within the bounds of the law and ethics. And that's one of many, many uh, examples of, uh, you know, things that aren't being done right now. Uh, Now, this last point I want to make before I want to set my uh, sights on the Senate floor, we're going to hear a bit from McConnell and Schumer in just a moment. But uh, this one last point I'd like to make on the on the transition, specifically this declaration of ascertainment, uh, it does go back to 2000. This, according to the Associated Press, when the Supreme Court labored for some, what, 37 days or so over the decision as to who uh, had won in Florida. For all that time, the declaration was not made. George W. Bush, uh, in the days, weeks leading up to his inauguration, he had to operate uh, in a transition sense on a truncated timeline, a shorter amount of time than uh, most other presidents who had conventionally passed through that process. According to the Associated Press, that abbreviated transition process was identified by the 9-11 Commission report as contributing to the nation's unpreparedness for the crisis. George W. Bush had little time, relatively speaking, to prepare to become president. That's not just his preparation. Those are the political appointees that go with him. Decisions had to be made. Things had to be learned. Items had to be put in place. And according to the 9-11 Commission report, that truncated timeline may have been a contributor to the nation's unpreparedness for that crisis. So, uh, you cross your fingers, you hope, you heard Joe Biden say, as he spoke to folks uh, in Wilmington, Delaware there, that he believes that he is able to you know, fully move forward with his transition plans and do so without the, and it's millions of dollars, without the millions of dollars in office space and resources and aid available to him by the federal government in his position right now, uh, he says and thinks that he can, uh, he can make some progress without that aid. Anyway, time will tell. Let's real quickly, before we go to break, uh, I, w- I want you to hear a little bit of the back and forth between uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. Uh, this was uh, yesterday and today. We played a bit of what Schumer and McConnell had to say yesterday on the Senate floor, this uh, getting back to the the transition. Schumer, uh, as you know, not a big fan of the president, talked much about the rhetoric, calling it dangerous, and that uh, the the rhetoric surrounding the lawsuits was dangerous, also said that the Trump campaign had no right to frivolous uh, lawsuits. As in any campaign, the president has a right to bring legal challenges or request recounts where state law allows. However, there is no legal right to file frivolous claims. That's not exactly true. Uh, just as a matter of, uh, you know, technically speaking, you can file, you know, lawsuits. And if you, you know, earnestly and honestly believe that there's, uh, you know, reason to file them, you're just fine within the law there. Uh, m- moving on, though, right before we go to break here, the Senate Majority Leader was asked by a reporter this morning about Trump's behavior. Senator McConnell said the president is entitled to try any legal tool at his disposal. Anyone who's running for office can exhaust concerns about counting in any court 
of appropriate jurisdiction. Real quickly, the reason I share those last two sound bites there with you is that it goes back to the precedent set uh, in 2000, that the GSA, the office tasked and empowered to declare ascertainment, may not be seeing that a apparent successful candidate has yet emerged. After all, it is a Trump appointee who holds the power. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to shift gears dramatically. I'll welcome to the program a former contestant on Jeopardy, a Utah man. Tim Coots will be my guest. He stood face-to-face with Alex Trebek. What did he learn? What does he remember? And how does he feel today after the sad news just this past weekend of the passing of the great Alex Trebek? Jeopardy, next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.